The following program was made possible by the generosity of those who have determined to hold fast to the true Roman Catholic religion, as expounded by the Roman Catholic Church before the disasters of Vatican II and the so-called New Mass. Hello and welcome to a special short edition of What Catholics Believe. Father Jenkins, in this, uh, in this program I'd like to discuss just, just for a moment this topic that we covered in our last video concerning lying, and I thought that uh, we could perhaps make an attempt to clarify things mm. a little bit more because there there was some confusion after after the program. So I think a few uh, principles that we could lay down unequivocal principles. The first is that lying, uh, you, which you define as a cuchia contramentum, speaking contrary to the mind, is always and everywhere immoral. It is never morally permissible to tell a lie under any circumstance, even mm. if. Uh, even if a man's life is at stake, anything whatsoever, it is never under any circumstance morally permissible to tell a lie, to speak contrary to the mind. However, if a person does not have a right to some truth or a right to some information, a, a moral person can use what the church terms a broad mental reservation or, or a mental restriction. And what that is, my understanding of the definition, is when a, that person will say a statement that is true in a very narrow and a very strict sense. So an, an example of that would be if someone asks a priest about uh, sins that were confessed in the confessional, the priest can say... By someone else. By someone else. Mm -hmm. A priest can say, I do not know. Meaning, I do not know as man. I do not know apart from the confessional. So what he's saying is not a lie. He's not speaking contrary to the truth, contrary to his mind. What he's saying is true in a very narrow, strict sense. And this person does not have the right to this information. So the priest has a right to use this broad mental reservation or, or mental restriction. And so I think that, that that's another principle we can lay down when the when someone well actually the church says in that case the priest has an obligation an obligation yeah. to mm -hmm. to say that mm -hmm. he has no choice right. she says he must say this I do not know and, and the the other the other aspect is is what's called a, a strict mental reservation which the church has condemned and said it is not morally permissible mm. and my understanding of that is when someone makes a statement that is not true it's only true with an additional qualifying statement added to it which is which is omitted it's only thought in the mind so the the strict mental reservation is not morally permissible under any circumstance because what this person is saying is by every reasonable can only be interpreted in one reasonable way and that one reasonable way is false untrue it's not in accordance with the truth so i think the, these three concepts of what a lie is it's always morally uh, not morally permissible the and then the, the difference the distinction between a broad mental reservation and a strict mental reservation does that sound very clear to you father um, well, it's, it's clearer, I think, than, than it was. But uh, if one looks at the, the, the old Catholic encyclopedia from the early 1900s, uh, there is a treatment of this uh, truth, uh, broad mental reservation, and so on. There's a treatment of that question. And uh, it's interesting to read what was written there. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas uh, obviously speaks of a lie, and uh, defines what it is and explains its, its morality. And um, all Catholic moralists treated these things, you know. Uh, but even the strictest Catholic moralist admits there is a broad mental reservation 
that can morally be used and sometimes must morally be used. You mentioned the case of a priest who is asked uh, by a third party what someone else confessed. And the priest um, cannot say anything that would uh, give, give away anything. That, would, that even the person could interpret as an answer uh, to the question asked, what did that person confess? So um, uh, even for the priest to say, well, I can't tell you, you know I can't tell you that, is already uh, evocative, you know. It's something that could be interpreted in a bad way. So the priest has to basically plead the Fifth Amendment, more or less, <laughs> church-wise. But even beyond, he just says, I don't know, I don't know. And he has to stick to that, I do not know. That's what he has to say. And um, um, and as you say, I mean, this, this, this uh, has an unspoken qualifier. I do not know. As man, I do not know. As far as my as an altar Christus in the confessional, I know, but only in that capacity. As man, I do not know. You're asking me as man outside the confessional, I do not know. And, but even if you asked in the confessional, of course, I couldn't tell you because of the seal of confession. Um, the priest would have to die before he would give any, any indication otherwise. And as a matter of fact, uh, he'd be excommunicated if he answered the question. Uh, so... Um, the uh, the broad mental reservation is something that is very well known, very well documented, very uh, uh, much, uh, shall I say, endorsed by the church's moral theologians uh, across the spectrum, you know, for, for all of these centuries now. Um, if a doctor, those who have professional secrecy are bound by that, they also, they're bound to that secrecy. They, they, they have an obligation to, to maintain that. As a matter of fact, um, it's, it's interesting because um, the obligation to maintain secrecy is an obligation in justice. The obligation to tell the truth is an obligation in veracity. And veracity is like a potential part of justice, is subject to justice. So if you're being told you must tell a truth which is contrary to justice, that some moral, just moral theologians explain it that way, that you cannot practice veracity, which is a potential part of justice, if it offends against justice, which is like the, the higher virtue, as it were, um, which is a kind of an interesting way to, to express it. You know? But in any case, um, but one thing that was not ex explained here is, is uh, what a, a strict mental reservation, we didn't give an example of a strict mental reservation, and we didn't give an example of a, of a lie showing that it's always and everywhere wrong. Now, as we were discussing at one point, not long ago, we discussed the case of the Egyptian midwives, who <clears throat> back in the time of Pharaoh, in the time of Moses, <clears throat> actually, were ordered to put to death the Hebrew boys. Who, if there was a, if a woman, a Hebrew woman gave birth to a boy, the, the Egyptian midwives were ordered to murder the child. But the Egyptian midwives, in fact, would not murder the Hebrew boy children. <clears throat> and they disobeyed that command. And later on, when they were asked, 
why why are these Hebrew boys being born when you are under orders to kill them? And they gave an excuse, which was not true. They said, well, you know, they bring these children to the world faster than we can get there, or something to that effect, to kill them, right? And uh, Chaloner uh, comments on this, as you pointed out not long ago, by saying it was a venial sin for them to tell that lie, because they were trying to give a, tell a lie to explain why these Hebrew children were being uh, were alive. Um, now, they weren't actually telling a lie to save the children's lives. The children had already survived and not been killed when they were born. Um, you know, so it wasn't as though they were telling a lie to those who had come to kill the children. They were telling a lie to explain why they had failed to kill them after, after the fact, after the birth, the live birth. So they were lying not to save the children at that point. They were lying to save themselves. To, to tell a lie, to exactly give an, uh, an excuse why the children were born. And so Archbishop Chaloner said that uh, it was a venial sin for them to tell that lie. Yeah. It was still a sin, because they were saying, they were using the lie to excuse themselves, really not to save the children's lives. Um, <clears throat> but as you say, telling a lie to save uh, someone's life, you, you couldn't do that, couldn't do that either. You could use a broad mental reservation, uh, uh, but you know that again, uh, the broad me mental reservation is subject to interpretation, as it were. Right. right? A reasonable person would interpret it <clears throat> in one way, and, and an unjust aggressor might interpret it a different way. Right. <clears throat> but that takes a lot of explanation. In any case, the point, the point of this all is that the commentary, Archbishop Chaloner's con commentary on that particular part of sacred scripture in the book of Exodus, <clears throat> says that the midwives were guilty of a venial sin. Mm -hmm. They were rewarded by God for saving the lives of the Hebrew children. <clears throat> but they would not be rewarded by God for lying their way out of it. <clears throat> the gist of this is to, this, the, the following, that if they had the courage to defy the orders to kill the children, that really they should have had the courage to tell why, that they simply would not kill these children, period. Not that the Hebrew women just uh, delivered the children faster than they could kill them, okay? Um, and so it is with us. I mean, if we are going to have the courage to do what is right, we need to have the courage to stand up and say why, <clears throat> and not to find some lying excuse for it. Sure. Now, as far as a strict mental reservation, one of the texts we read recently had to do with a, uh, a man who, who withheld his consent to marriage. He spoke the words of the marriage vows, but he would not consent to them interiorly. So he had a he had a, a um, an intention contrary to the marriage vows that he was making, making the marriage invalid. And that is certainly a lie if he's saying before God and man, you know, I take you as my lawful wife to have it all, and he's withholding his intent. That's a real locutio contramentum. That's a real speech against one's mind, right? And later on, uh, at, the, at the proceedings to determine the validity of this marriage. That man was asked, according to this case we were talking about, um, that man was asked, did you say these words? Meaning, did you actually pronounce these words of the marriage vows? 
And he said, no, I did not say those words. Now, that was a bald-faced lie. Um, he had actually said those words, but, but he was... You couldn't even say he was implying this, okay? He, he wasn't implying that he said them, but he didn't mean them. He just said, no, I never said those words. That is what was denounced as a strict mental reservation. There were actually some... There were actually some Catholic moral theologians who said that that was acceptable. Uh, the Church herself has rejected that and has said that a strict mental reservation is, is just basically another name for a bald-faced lie. Right. Okay. And the truth would have been for him to say, well, I said them, but I didn't mean them. Um, that's not what he said. Right. And to say, no, I never said those words, there's really no other reasonable interpretation to what he said there, that he, no, he says he didn't say them, and uh, the fact is he did. So, um, it's, it's not, it doesn't qualify as a broad mental reservation that is open to a reasonable interpretation or qualification, right? So, anyway, um, I don't know if that helps or not. But it's just so. a commentary on what you've yeah. said. Here. Yeah. Well, ho hopefully it's of some help to our viewers for clarification purposes. But we can we can attach that link to this video uh, to the Catholic Encyclopedia um, with with that article that that we read referencing this case. And also, um, I know you you uh, had some other sources of uh, Catholic theologians that we could perhaps re recommend. Well, there are some very well known and standard Catholic moral theologians approved by the Church. Um, Prummer, Merkelbach, uh, Capello, and others who are very highly respected and uh, endorsed by the church that what they're, they're teaching is not contrary to faith or morals. Right? Uh, so uh, to, to read what they have to say can be of great interest. I think at least Dominic Prummer, OP, a Dominican, uh, would be a good source to consult in, in a case like this. The problem with the broad mental reservation is that it's it's very easy to misunderstand, very easy to misapply, and very easy to um, misuse, abuse, right? So one has to be very, very careful about that. Right? Sure. <laughs> um, but uh, that doesn't mean that it, it doesn't actually have a place in Catholic moral theology, because it does. Right. Well, thank you, Father. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, you're welcome, Tom. Sure. Thank you. Yep, no problem. Take care. Thanks to all of our viewers as well for watching this special short episode of What Catholics Believe.